Hello and welcome to Is Main Is a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who puts his cash in a pickle jar. Josh Hemo, along with the pickles. It actually, you know, pickled cash is the new currency of 2020. Yeah. How does it make the pickles taste? Uh, you know, not too, not too bad. It's like success. Know. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It tastes like success. <laughs> All right. Welcome to our podcast where we talk about a SpongeBob episode and tell you what nice little life lessons you can learn from our yellow spongy friend and all of his aquatic pals. Um, just like every week, we have some donation links for you if you wish to donate and help others out. Josh, you can go ahead and go first this time. Okay. Mine's a Venmo link for uh, the Fridge Girls. And basically, this is a, a campaign that they're running for, it's called Turkey Day Giveaway. Uh, but it's an organization here in New York, and they're just trying to make a bunch of like box meals for uh, Thanksgiving for people who are in need, basically getting turkey, rice, seasoning, stuff like that. So they're asking for uh, $3,000 um, to make that happen. Cool. Yeah. What'd you get? I uh, took a tip from you last week, and I also did a dog fostering thing. Nice. So um, mine is Korean Canine Rescue. Um, they rescue dogs from Korea that are specifically um, being abused in the meat trade. And so they, since in Korea, the adoption rate isn't that isn't that high because you know of the of the meat trade. They um, what they do is they bring the dogs to other places so they can be adopted. Hopefully, I can get a dog from there. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah, if everyone donates, maybe they can put in a good word. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it like the rich people do. <laughs> Anyways, this week we're watching Season 5, Episode 5, New Digs and Crabs a la Mode. Act 1, New Digs. So, pretty simple act. SpongeBob is late for work, so he gets the bright idea that he's going to decide to live in the Krusty Krab, so he's never late to work again. He's going to live here and uh, work there at the same time. Um, as always, shenanigans ensue, and it doesn't work out the way that everyone thinks it will. So, to start us off, Josh, there's something that was plaguing me the entire act. Oh, what was it? Is, <laughs> what is snail milk made out of? Oh, God. <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, we never really determined what snail goo was, right? So maybe that's what snail goo is. It's just like snail goo renders down into snail milk. I hope that's true. What <laughs> would be the alternative? You think they milk snails? Uh, oh, well, there's multiple things. So they could do like the like the oat milk, almond milk situation where you uh -huh. just blend snails down. Oh, God. I hope it's not get milk. <laughs> Then there's the other kind of horrific thing that like maybe snails have uh, places to lactate from. <laughs> um, and they're and they're milked like cows um, oh, and then there's a more disgusting one that I won't mention because there's children that listen to this podcast uh -huh. so use your imagination with that one man I really I, I don't know I guess thinking about it snails are like cats in our universe right so we'd be drinking like cat milk which it just sounds awful I don't know why you want to do that but it like knocked them out yeah. That's another thing. I was like, what is in that that, that <laughs> weird substance? Maybe it's just called snail milk, but it's really just like blended up melatonin pills or gummies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what melatonin is made out of. It's just snail gummy. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. <laughs> uh, this is the first time I've ever seen the very stressful pattern of thinking that I usually have before I go to sleep uh-huh. used in a positive light. Because he said, the sooner I get to bed, the sooner I get to sleep, the sooner I get to work, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Usually when I'm going through that headspace, it's usually, oh my God, the sooner I get to bed, the sooner I can get whatever X amount of hours per sleep before I have to be up in in the not sufficient amount of time. (laughs) So I can be at work. Why did I stay up till 4 a.m. for a 6 a.m. call? (laughs) I was thinking about that too. I don't know how many people actually like, Think about it in the way that he does. Like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get to sleep. So that way, when I wake up, like it'll be so the new. I'm I'll like greet the day and so excited to go to work and stuff like that. Like, I don't think I ever go to sleep with that kind of mindset. Like even on holidays and stuff, I'm never like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go to sleep and tomorrow's gonna be Christmas. I'm so excited. Like, I don't even know. Um, that's actually what my first small lesson was to try to be excited for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I've only had that a couple times, but it's usually not because I'm like, oh man, like I'm so excited for to for tomorrow. It's more like, oh god, I'm so excited for this day to be over. <laughs> I could just go to sleep. Yeah, now. I guess it's it's on the opposite spectrum, right? Yeah, it's it's not that I'm looking forward to going to sleep for the next day. It's looking forward to going to sleep for the sake of sleeping and ending this day. <laughs> Six hours of not being miserable, I suppose. Um. But I also had a little lesson from that part is like, don't do crazy activities before bed that keep your mind awake. And a lot of people say like not even eating before bed because that keeps you awake too. Like, um, I'm really terrible about going to sleep at any kind of natural hour ever. So I don't really know the science behind all that. But as we record the podcast at 12 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On a Wednesday. Yeah. But like. I don't know. I, I guess like even being on your people say that they sometimes just don't even look at their phones for like two hours before going to sleep. I'm like, good for you. Like that probably makes you a lot healthier and stuff. But I do not. I'm not a healthy sleeper. So can't give you for tips me on like that. I have to look at my phone at the very end of the day. Like I'm like, OK, here's my TikTok hour mm-hmm. to chillax. Or sometimes I just that's when I get stuff done. Yeah. Like <laughs> a, one hour before a whole, bed. A whole business plan. In that time. <laughs> um, I was just very impressed how, like, the activities that he did before bed, how aggressively he bounced on his bed that he just broke the legs off. Yeah. And just the the amount of enthusiasm SpongeBob has is just knows no bounds. It's that godlike power returning. I know. Um, we haven't had it in a while, so it's nice to see. But it's true. I mean, he. I think it's just again his. It's he's fueled by his enthusiasm all the time, and it's kind of impressive how much like that like brings him energy. I was like, I wonder. That's a secret. If I just have to be enthusiastic about life all the time, and I would just have a lot more energy. <laughs> Sounds exhausting, <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> One thing I put as a small lesson was be careful on like any sleep aids that you might use, mm-hmm. especially if you have something important the next day. Yeah. It's like I know some people they try melatonin for the first time and they just take a bunch of it and then they they're <laughs> like I'm was I'm exhausted. I also, or like I've heard more that, hardcore sleeping yeah, pills. Yeah. Yeah. I've also heard that like if you take any kind of hardcore sleeping pills or even melatonin, like too much of it has the opposite effect. Like oh. it keeps you up. I know yeah. that I've taken I have these like basically they're antihistamines and they like supposed to put you to sleep. I've taken too many of them or taken like more than the recommended dosage. And like I had 
tremors, sleep tremors for the first time in my life because of oh it. Oh my god, it me that up. sounds scary. Yeah, it's like the like I thought my arm was like flailing in my sleep. I was like, this is the weirdest <laughs> ever. So it's like. Not only so you were asleep, you... but aware of it. It was like that weird in between time where, like, mm. you're that space, like when you, sometimes you think you're following, but uh -huh. like I felt my arm like flip, like would flail all of a sudden and stuff. And I looked it up. I was like, yeah, it's a thing. Like muscle jerks cause like with certain sleep medication will do that to you. It's crazy. So like, not only will it keep you up or like knock you out, but there's like a lot of other side effects that sleep medication has. That's crazy. That's why I just stick to staying up till God knows what hour. <laughs> just what miserable. hour? Yeah, and just be miserable. Yeah. Um, so when he's running late to work, he loses his shoe, but l jumps an entire ravine. I, I feel God like power I feel like, right there again. Yeah, I feel like though he could have just. Uh, it, this is my small lesson: is if you're gonna be late, just call and say you're gonna be late. He wasn't even that late. That was the funny <laughs> thing. He just showed up. He showed up a whole minute late. Right. And so that was like a question I had. Like, I think we've talked about it before. Like, what's an acceptable amount of lateness? And like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, being late at all is bad. But, you know, I think there's like a good grace period. I think five to 10 minutes is usually pretty okay. Yeah. For me, it depends on the occasion. Yeah. Right. If you're going to be like so late that you miss an important event or like a flight, that's like the bad kind of late. Yeah. Um, but like being late five minutes to work isn't a huge deal like no one's really gonna even notice maybe I think. it's mr krabs as much of a cheapskate that he is didn't even notice that he clocked in late right he didn't know until spongebob brought it up to him at the end of the day then honestly if you're paying hourly that's probably better for you right Get exactly. that whole second <laughs> the whole second back and like god knows how many times squibber is late to work right so oh yeah definitely <laughs> um but that's like it. the whole thing is so crazy like then afterwards that like, he ends up just sleeping or living in the crusty crab you know which brought me to like my bigger small lesson for this whole uh, act was just like you need to have a separation from work and like real life and i think mm -hmm. you know and i think it's been actually harder to get that now because a lot of us are working from home now so it's hard yeah. to be like i'm not in my workspace all the time when like my workspace is literally in my bedroom you know when I first started freelancing, I had a hard time with that because of the same reason where I was like, well, I can just do the work later or send an email later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, other people function at a nine to five and yeah. most businesses function at that time. So we need to probably send an email, not at one in the morning. <laughs> um, I'm just sad because that happens in real life in some jobs is people just sleep at their like under their desk. Oh, yeah. And not like, oh, like we have a big project, so I'm sleeping at the office just once, or I'm sleeping at the office because it's safer than me, like trying to take public transport home. But it's like every single day they like sleep at the office, which I think is is it's crazy, very I mean, just, unhealthy. Just working in theater, like people make fun of equity cots, and it's like a big joke that goes around in the theater, just like, oh, I guess we have to go sleep on the equity cot tonight because like we have late hours. Mm -hmm. But that's a real thing. Like, I can't tell how many times I've walked in the green room and seen actors and, like, technicians asleep because, like, that's just the – they have to, you know? It's it's unhealthy. It's just, like, I think if you have to sleep at work, like, it, you've been pushed that hard, it is a sign that it's a toxic relationship or a toxic environment at work. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was – speaking of toxic environments, I was really surprised Mr. Krabs was not a landlord already. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because he's like, rent? Like, he's never heard of it before, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, and he just goes for it. <laughs> Maybe this starts his empire somehow. Maybe this was, like, a precursor <laughs> to that whole hotel episode. 
Like it was already oh, planted yeah. in his idea in his head. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I say like even a hotel has more utility than the landlord. That's you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. But it was kind of crazy just how much like SpongeBob moved in. He like put his underwear inside the uh uh, catch register he was like putting and then he would put his the patties inside his nightstand and stuff it's just like he just moved right in without like any kind of consideration that he was still in the restaurant at all yeah and like how much crap did he have like he was good in the kitchen for a little bit with all his stuff and then he moved into mr krabs's office and suddenly i'm like he doesn't have all any more space i'm like you just opened up all the space in the kitchen and then like that snowflake collection that yeah he has. <laughs> Which, all, all, I didn't even know if you can save that. I guess not. But of all the useless things you can collect, why snowflakes? Because they're unique in every single way, Josh. I, I guess so. If I have one <laughs> snowflake, no one else will have that same snowflake. That's true. I guess that is a really good way to look at your uh, useless collection. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a, a Snapple fact, isn't it? That no snowflakes are the same? Or yeah, something? yeah. But like, who the hell cares? What are you going to do with that snowflake? I guess keep an ice cube like he does. You can say that with any collection. Ah, what do you have? Why do you have pictures on your wall? What are you gonna do with mementos that? of people? Exactly, mementos of snow days gone by. There, I guess that's yeah, that's a good way to put it. If you really like snow days and a snow snowflake collection, definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, I do love how Squidward is so elated with the idea of SpongeBob not living next to him that he has like a full on like, uh, hallucination, mm-hmm. full of joy, and then that <laughs> Mr. Krabs just passes it off. He's like, oh, it must be a full moon. Which I thought was funny. I brought up like a whole thing. We don't have to get all into it, but I think it's funny sometimes how people blame like astrology and moon and stuff like that for like weird happenings. Like I think the biggest thing is everyone's like Mercury's in retrograde and like that's why my life is falling <laughs> apart. I was like, nah, maybe your life is just falling apart because you're just doing stupid things. For me, it just feels so primitive to just like base your idea on like such an like. Oh, the moon is full, so something weird's got to go on. Which, like, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe there's something there. I guess there's, like, some science to it. Like, there are definitely effects that, you know, planets and stars have with us. But I don't think it's so much to the effect that it's like, I'm going to fall in love this week because my Jupiter is in my Uranus moon, whatever the <laughs> hell it is. So. <laughs> Uh, we all know, we all know how many Jupiters you have in Uranus, Josh. You don't need to brag about it. <laughs> I did pull that as a small lesson: is uh, if you're gonna act weird, act weird on the full moon. There you go. It's a good excuse. Um, one statement that they brought up that I think applies very well to our society is, I have a disgusting clientele who spend their money freely. Which like That's- makes me think of like. Very specifically, it makes me think of like more sexual practices where like people have very extreme fetishes. Yeah. Um, and like people just serve those fe- those fetishes because that's like that's their client. But also like I think of a lot of uh like deviant art like uh, <laughs> artists that have to draw like furry porn. Yeah. Because it's very very specific. God, that site used to be legit. I used to be on that site all the time, and then it just became all furry porn, and I was just like, well. <laughs> This is it. I can't. You got you got to change with the times. And that Josh. that is what start that fueled my hate for furries right there. <laughs> That's where it stems That's from. That's where it stems from. I'm glad we're making a lot of a progress in your therapy. I know. Slowly but surely <laughs> we'll work through it. Um, They're so gross at the Krusty Krab though. Yeah. He just freaking wipes his mouth with some underwear. Someone else's underwear. I mean, I'm glad. I hope that SpongeBob washes the underwear and was just like ha- like half washed it and hung it up. 
This is mad nasty. <laughs> I know they look pretty clean. I mean, I hope so. I guess that's the benefits of having tidy whities. You know if they're skid marks or not, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, another nasty thing that happened is like when Patrick came to visit and he's just like shaving and stuff. And he has hair over the place. Was that all his back hair? Are we to assume that's all his back hair or is there hair from somewhere else? Um, I hope that's all his back that's, hair. That's but some, there's too. some hairy people. Yeah. They got like a forest on, on their back. <laughs> but then SpongeBob puts it on his face. I was like, what is going on? He's, again, disgusting clientele. <laughs> um, I do like that SpongeBob brings his parents and there's the whole like floral print curtains, which like Mr. Krabs hates. But First of all, two things. SpongeBob's mom looking kind of thick in the shower. Just saying. Second thing, SpongeBob's dad gonna throw hands with Mr. Krabs does not give a crap. He's like, "You're looking at my wife in the shower. You're gonna, you're gonna get a whooping." <laughs> yeah, good from, for, pa- from Papa SpongeBob. Good for Papa SpongeBob sticking up for his wife. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't seem like she hated it too much. Yeah, maybe she liked it. Maybe it's like a weird like cuck thing that she's into. <laughs> no she she definitely ended it you don't know about that <laughs> i feel bad for squidward the most out of this whole act though because he only had two days of freedom i was like he, well, he i was wondering he enjoyed but, it so much like so if you had to pick between when, Sp- when squidward moved in to the crusty crap you had to pick between squidward and spongebob who do you think would be worse to live with squidward you think so yeah because spongebob's at least a good worker so like you know that he's getting all his work done at okay, least okay yeah Whereas, like, Squidward, I feel like he would be really particular. I feel like he'd even be more lazy than he normally is. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be cleaner, I think. I don't don't think he would have, like, Patrick coming over with hair (laughs) and his parents coming over. I think it'd be tidier. Maybe a little bit just the nice, the decor would be a little nicer, too. Yeah. Uh, That painting with the lips, I think, is going to haunt me for the rest of the life. (laughs) Time for the. So, for this week, I have a very important question to ask you, Josh. Mm -hmm. What's up? What restaurant would you want to live in? Wow. That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I think that... I like the Rainforest Cafe. I think would be a fun (laughs) place to go for. Um, Out of all the places, it has like a nice, like, fun vibe to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe like uh, you could hang out with whatever animatronic animals they have. Exactly. You'd be like a tree. Like oh my gosh, you have like a tree house inside Rainforest Cafe, right? And it would fit the dec- the decor. In exactly. Everything. It'd be perfect. I think that's would be ideal. For some reason, when you first asked, I thought my first go to would be Red Lobster, but then I think about Red Lobster, I'm like, the really only decor they have is like a couple oars a boat and like a tank full of sad lobster who are about to die. So Yeah, you can you can swim in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think Rainforest Cafe is actually really solid. Yeah. And then like um when the like animals screech and stuff, you could probably like um that would be your alarm clock. Right, exactly. Or it just feels like you just, just uh <laughs> it just feels natural. It's like you have your windows open all the time. You're just enjoying the ambiance, right? Yeah. And then like uh you kinda like combat seasonal depression because you're always in outdoors i know? guess yeah that's a good way to put it you're, <laughs> you're tricking your brain into always being you can outdoors. eat no vitamin d at all but like yeah you are tricking your brain somehow so yeah because then they're like oh man you're in the forest i do think it'd be scary at night though it would get scary at night yeah 
But like that's part of that's part of the appeal, baby. You just go and live in your scary treehouse in the rainforest cafe. <laughs> then get up and go eat some like monkey. What did even? What did, yeah, what did even have at the rainforest cafe? I haven't been. I don't there know. Forever. I'm gonna look it up because <laughs> I don't know. I feel like every single like restaurant has the exact same. They probably uh, have chicken tenders, right? Every that's a that's a staple at every restaurant. They have chicken tenders. <laughs> they have to. Because if they don't, then what are the kids going to eat? <laughs> what is <laughs> Not just the kids. There's a lot of people I know who only eat chicken dinners. Uh, we need to talk to those people. Okay, so they definitely have... I'm surprised they don't have... Okay, there we go. I was a little worried because their menu for appetizers just said cheese sticks. I'm like, you don't have like a cool... like Or chicken <laughs> strips. Yeah. They don't say like anything cool, but they do have the anaconda pasta. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. And then Rasta Pasta, which isn't very Rainforest Cafe. Um, hmm. I'm really disappointed with these It's kind of tropical. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm really disappointed. That Amazon Corn Chowder. That's not even trying. Paradise House Salad. I don't know. <laughs> it's I'm like having any kind of themed restaurant of like me having like a cowboy themed restaurant that had pasta. It's just like, and this is the cowboy spaghetti. It's like there's nothing special about it. <laughs> Uh, they do have this problematic tri- uh, tribal cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because the Native Americans are really known for their cheesecake. Oh, God. No. Oh, Lord. What about what about you? What's your go-to restaurant? I don't know. I was trying to think about it. Um, but I think probably it would be like a hard rock cafe. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Only for the reason that I would just throw with all the memorabilia when people are gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do think that Rainforest Cafe has a, has a better... Uh, more habitable, habitable, hospitable, hospitable, hospitable. It, I do think the Rainforest Cafe has a better like ambiance and like actually feels livable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like if we were just branch out a little bit, like really themed restaurants and stuff. Like I don't know, there's not like Disneyland has some really cool restaurants I can live in. Like the Blue Bayou, that's like right there on that like Pirates of Caribbean River stuff. That'd be a nice little dope little place to live. I've actually eaten at the Blue Bayou before. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Not that great. It's not. I don't really it's recommend overhyped. it. It's overhyped for the, again, the ambiance is really great, but yeah, I can literally go they, get corn chowder at a nice restaurant in New Orleans Square and be <laughs> fine. So, <laughs> No, I remember like uh, when my family and I went there, I got a a wedge salad. Yeah. Which one wedge salad's kind of, kind of fucked up. Like literally, you're not even going to like- Cut this Break it up for marriage. me. Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna cut it in a quarter, and then here you go. But even the dressing was trash. I was like, this sucks. Yeah, not not the best restaurant, but it is kind of cool to sit there in the Pirates of the Caribbean and smell that mold water. Mm. Crabs a la mode. So in typical dad fashion, Mr. Krabs doesn't want anyone touching his thermostat. It has to stay at sixty two degrees. Um, so Plankton comes up with a genius. Uh, evil genius idea to basically freeze the crusty crab so he runs a bunch of water and freezes it um hoping to get customers to stay away and keep his restaurant a toasty 72 degrees of course it backfires and everyone uh all the customers come in and it basically becomes like a skating rink and uh some shenanigans happen and uh turns out mr krabs now has a indoor pool dining experience which is really great for mr krabs so um i want to ask you omar um, we saw that patties were the one of the best like things you can use as skates. So now that he has mm-hmm. an indoor dining experience, what do you think the best food would be 
to like help you float on water or best like water accessory? Mm -hmm. I think it would be for me probably pickles. Yeah. But like whole dill pickles. A giant dill pickle? Yeah. yeah. Like you put a bunch of them in like a raft situation. Oh, that'd be nice. And then you could chomp on the raft as you're. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? the purpose of the raft. <laughs> no, you just nibble a little. Not okay, a lot. you know, you're doing a hole. You start, and then you start pickling the pool too. You know, everyone just yeah, because, yeah and then everyone becomes. That's got to be good for one, the pickle and your hydration. It's probably good brine. Yeah. Um, and two, it's probably good for the people. It's probably great for your skin or something. Yeah, I know. I mean, like it's good hydration, I guess, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, don't they say they use pickles for hangover and stuff? I drink pickle good. juice. Yeah. For hangovers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. More. <laughs> that's yeah. I mean, hair of the dog, right? That's how you do it. All right. Hey, okay. <laughs> uh, pickles are pretty good. I don't know what I would. Pick. I would probably think like uh, if you could use other than patties, like the condiment bottles would be fun, like squirt guns and stuff to use at the pool. I think oh, if Mister Krabs yeah. got to like capitalize on going for this whole pool situation, that's what I would do. Yeah, and the fry grease. Yeah, exactly. Would be fun too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun. <laughs> Anyways, so no, but I do. I am very excited about the idea. Like, I do like poolside eating. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, yeah. whenever we've been in like at like a fancy hotel and they have like a little poolside bar, it's always enjoyable. Yeah, it's like walk up, get a drink, and you just go chill by the pool away. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's always pretty nice. Um, did you ever, do you ever have that? Was that a thing that your dad would do? I don't know why it's such a typical, like, dad meme to be like, don't touch the thermostat, but. No, probably because we lived in military housing. Yeah. So military housing, typically, like, we're not paying for electricity. There's no electric, uh, electric bill. Um, typical military doesn't like, uh, socialism, but uses socialism. And it's, <laughs> in, yep. in practice. But, uh. Then when we got older, like my parents were so bougie about the AC that <laughs> by then it's like, like every now and then they do keep the house a little bit too warm, but I yeah. think it's because they have a fan in the room and I didn't. Gotcha. So that was the big difference. But no, they were never like super picky. I'd just be like, it's really hot. And then I'd turn it down and they wouldn't say anything. It's but fine. I feel like typically you see it in like homes that were the thermostat, like where it actually matters. The electric bill matters. Yeah. But what about you? Is uh, your home like a don't touch the thermostat kind of situation? Sometimes it was, yeah, for a while. And then uh, I think it was more, again, it was more based on like electric bill. They didn't want like the electric bill running really high because you run the air conditioning all day long, especially in Arizona when it's like 100 oh, yeah. degrees outside and you have to run the AC literally all day and night just to get your home any kind of decent temperature. Um, But yeah, so that's why I was like, and I and I, again I see these like memes all the time where it's like the dad telling people not to touch the thermostat. So I thought it was really funny that they played that trope up for this one. Yeah, Fatima used to always get uh in uh not in actual fights, but like many like arguments with her old roommate because her roommate was perfectly fine without AC, but Fatima's the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. She like only can exist with AC, which I don't get because she had swamp cooler for ninety percent of her like childhood. She's too bougie now. Yeah, so I don't know what happened between li her leaving high school and <laughs> her joining college that she was like, you know what? I'm going to do AC. But even when we moved here to New York, I was like, 
worried about the electric bill and I'm uh, privileged enough to, you know, to not have to worry about it too much. But like, I always crank the AC. I'm like, I'd rather be a little bit more broke than miserable and, and sweaty. Yeah. Like yeah. what, what's the point of being broke and sweaty? <laughs> Just be broke and cool at the same time. That's nice true. Cooled off. That, that's your life lesson. If you can, that's your little lesson you right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did put it for my lesson. Conserving energy is cost effective. So if you yeah. do want to like help the environment too, that's pretty good because you're not running the AC. And I know in New York, Con Ed has like this AC thingy that you like plug into your AC unit, and it can actually help regulate and cuts off your bill. Oh, nice! I didn't even know so, about that. Yeah, you get it, and it's like a smart adapter. But the weird thing is, like, I don't know if Con Ed controls your AC in terms of like output yeah but if you keep it within a certain amount they take the money off your bill or something like that well okay that's good to know yeah um i don't like other people controlling my ac it freaks me out (laughs) i never did it but uh speaking of things that freak me out that old man fish mouth thing where you're like plankton gets swallowed sucked up yeah but like that's close up grossed me out it wasn't even that gross of a close-up no but the thought of an old man swallowing (laughs) me whole did not sound good Yo, but he passed right through, which is good. You know, I guess that's the benefit of being swallowed by an old man is that they're probably their uh their dietary tracks are probably a little uh little easier to get through after the end of the day. What was sad is that Plankton was like he's used to it. He's just like I know the exact amount of time that I'll it'll take for me to get out. So yeah, he's been out before. Probably by the same old sad. man because the old man was like I got locked in again. This has happened to him multiple times. I'm just like yo, Mister Krabs, check your bathrooms before you lock up. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> also, why couldn't Plankton just steal the formula when he was there? That's what I was thinking, too. Like, what prevented him from getting a Krabby Patty while he was there instead of just turning up the AC and turning on the water? I was just like, this <laughs> yeah, is... Didn't make any sense. Again, Plankton's, like, the stupidest evil genius ever. It's it's great to see these, like, skits or these, uh, these shenanigans that he gets himself into. Yeah, and Karen's such a good wife. Like, she does... She's like, why do I encourage him? But I'm also like, why don't you just say, hey, remember when you broke in through the bowels of an old man? Why don't you just do that again and <laughs> just steal, steal the crab patty? It'll be fine. <laughs> what did you think about the uh, the frozen Krusty Krab? Did you like the whole ice skate situation going on? No, and I'm just maybe it's just because I'm not a fan of like being cold. Mm-hmm. Like cold isn't comfort. Cold outside and being inside warm is comfort, right? Yeah, that's what you like. Like you go outside. I do like ice skating, and uh, I still, every year, I'm like, oh, I want to go ice skating, and then I always forget to go, especially here in New York, um, but especially not this year. I'm not going, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, I was envious of that, but I don't know. Being cold and eating in the cold just doesn't sound fun, because your fingers hurt. I don't like it. Yeah. No, thank fingers you. Hurt, fingers hurt. The aesthetic is nice. Snows hurts. I hate it. I hate the cold. <laughs> It'd be awful. The aesthetic is really nice, though. I didn't know you did. So, but you, so you, you've been ice skating before, right? Yeah, but a long time okay. ago. Like I'm talking about, like I think it's really interesting. Like when I get older, I'm like, yes, I understand this more as a concept now. So I'm, I feel like I'd be better at it now that I'm older. Gotcha. Even though when I was younger, I'd probably have better balance. But like when I was younger, like it didn't, I didn't think of it critically. I was just like, I need to learn how to ice skate, and I yeah. just flail my body in (laughs) like a way that hopefully i didn't like die because arizona used to have like a public ice skating rink in tucson like in in tucson yeah it used to be be right by the walmart 
or Coleman Speedway. Never forget. <laughs> R.I.P. And then they just got rid of it. Yeah. Um, now you have to go to Country Thunder, Thunder or whatever. What the hell it is? I've no, never... not Country Thunder. No. Uh, what is it? What the stinky roller skating place? In oh, uh, Skate Country. Like skate Country. Skate Country. Yeah. Country Thunder is like a that's a music festival. Music festival. Yeah. I've never been to ice skating, and that's why it was like even more all the impressive to watch like everyone adapt so quickly in the Krusty Krab to putting on these patties and ice skating everywhere. Especially like I felt bad for Squidward because he was just trying to get his like interpretive dance ice skate on and he just kept being crushed the entire time. What I don't get is why wasn't he working? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe he was. Maybe he that's... started off working and then he stopped. <laughs> I think this is this whole like episode devolved into some chaos definitely when they were like playing hockey in the middle of the Krusty Krab and stuff like that. Um, I do like the running joke that Squidward has where he's like, I'm so glad I don't eat here because he's yeah. like, my buns are toasty and there's like two Krabby Patties on his and then the other scene where like Squidward gets the ca- Krabby Patty slapped off his Yeah. <laughs> so Mike, well, a question I have is whose would you rather eat a Krabby Patty off of? Squidward's or Spongebob's? Wow. Damn. This is a <laughs> um, probably Spongebob only because he's wearing pants and Squidward I'd be eating off of his bare ass and I don't know I don't know about that not not because of it's like a weird like it's just weird eating like he, I don't know how clean Squidward's butt is you know skin to okay, bun here, contact okay here's a follow up question yeah so you wouldn't eat a sea sponge probably okay yeah but you would eat squid that's true Yes. You've definitely eaten a squid's ass. Huh. I guess when you put it like that, then yes, I would probably 100% <laughs> eat that. Because I love squid. <laughs> I get it all the time when I get pokey. That's like my protein of go-to. So yes, I would 100% eat it off, I guess. Squid. But See, not, that was but my thinking when I picked Squidward. Yeah. In my opinion. Except now that I'm thinking about it, since SpongeBob keeps his buns toasty, I would want a hot Krabby Patty, not like a... Not weird, Cla- clammy, squiddy one. Yeah, that's the other thing is like now I'm having like a weird squiddy oil, whatever excrement he has on a on a burger. I don't know about that. So I I don't know. <laughs> I'll sleep on it and I'll get back to you about it. Got it. But Let I, us know in the comments what what, what you your <laughs> preferred uh, eating <laughs> burger situation. situation would be. I just thought that his comment is so funny because I, I hear that from people all the time and I see it on TikTok too. It's just like people that work at restaurants, certain restaurants, they're always like, I would never eat here. Like after eating here, I would never, or working here, I would never eat here and stuff like that. And it's, I think it's so interesting that once you're a stat, like working at a place, you learn all the ins and outs and you know like how much actual crap goes into that nachos bal grande that you're serving the person. Yeah, for me, it's more like I would never pay to eat there. At least mm. with the restaurant that I was, was at, I was like, half the <laughs> frozen. Like, you're, they're not cooking anything at all. So it makes me feel like you're getting cheated. Yeah. And that's the same at, like, any chain restaurant, like Applebee's or Chili's or whatever. Like, you're not, the cooks back there are not usually not trained. So, like, they have to be able to just cook whatever it is. And sometimes that's just throwing it into a microwave. Yeah. You know, so like, I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna judge people if they do eat at the places that I I would have worked at. But it's just I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, like, I guess you just get like, you get desensitized. Not desensitized. You like, 
learn the truth about everything and you're like that's when you're, you're like it's not worth it jaded yeah you get jaded but you're not worth it it's like the people i keep seeing like videos about how they make the wendy's chili and it's just leftover pat frozen patties from like days before and they just chop it up and i was just like you know but they're you know someone's watching this and they are going to still go eat that wendy's chili so i mean i watch supersize me and i still eat mcdonald's yeah i love it like <laughs> i understand it's disgusting i understand it's bad but i tastes good i guess that's it it's just like I, i'm not gonna give up this fast food just because it's like grossly made like i know what i'm putting in my body and i'm okay with it yeah like i don't know i feel like there's like a weird like a like seesaw effect where it's like well on one hand i can just have a really enjoyable like meal. yeah on the other hand i can be like not have this meal and be healthier but life is too short. Just eat it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or don't. It doesn't matter. That's on you. What <laughs> you to do, do you. Um, I do like how Mr. Krabs is like, this is the most cost-effective day of my whole life. Yeah. Because he tells SpongeBob to put those patties back when he's done, and he sells frozen patties. And all this extra money he's getting from, like, renting it out to the hockey team. <laughs> That's what I was like. So my other little lesson for this, uh, it wasn't a ton of little lessons I got for this one, but my other one was... uh was going along the lines of like when life's giving you lemon, make lemonade. And I think like Mr. Krabs did that basically where he's like his whole restaurant got frozen over, but like he made more profit in that day than he had in a long time. So he like, he swung into it. Um, I also really love the, the clam bony. Yeah. It was pretty clever. <laughs> I, I like that, that word play. It's, it's very satisfying because it works so well. Mm-hmm. Clam bony. Cause they could have just been Zamboni. And like it actually inspired me to figure out how a Zamboni kind of works. Wow! So <laughs> let SpongeBob inspire oh. you. <laughs> yeah, figure, find your own Clamboni. Zamboni. Clamboni. Wumbo lesson time. Wumbo lesson. Very very light episode yeah. as far as lessons, and it, it, that happens. You know, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, not every time SpongeBob has a lot to teach you. You know, but you're listening to two professionals, and we pull out lessons no matter what happens. So yeah, exactly. Some... But what I'm saying is, sometimes in school, the teacher pulls out the AV cart, and there's a TV on there, and you watch <laughs> my friend Martin for MLK Day instead of actually learning anything. Yep. You know, so. Not all SpongeBob episodes are just going to be the most profound thing. But um, for my big lesson that I got, I took something from Act 2 that Plankton just says offhand. And I thought it was so poetic that I was like, this has to be a big lesson uh, for um, for both acts is into every life a little rain must fall. Nice. And if, to me, it sounds like an even better version. Have you ever heard, like, you can't have a rainbow without a little rain or whatever? Yeah. For me, it's like a better version of that because, like, it feels more, uh, it feels more realistic. Yeah. Like, you can't have a rainbow without a little, a uh, little rain. Makes it seem like you have to find the silver lining on every like cloud or whatever. But this, like, I just like this it makes as, it like, feel inevitable. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Life sometimes, in every life, it's things are gonna be. Yeah. So you just gotta deal with it, and that's basically what my big lesson is. It's like. It's going to happen. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. Same thing with Act 1. Like, SpongeBob's going to be late to work. You just got to deal with it. If he had just dealt with it, he wouldn't have been, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Krabs wouldn't have seen his mom naked. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and then in uh, Act 2, same thing. Like, Mr. Krabs just deals with it. He's like, it's cold. There's ice. 
deal with it. It's not the best solution, but it is a solution that you can execute um, quite often. And usually gives you a lot less stress if you just kind of roll with it instead of you yeah. trying to like overthink a situation and try to make something work. Sometimes you can't. It's not possible. You just you just let it happen. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Uh, Thank you. <clears throat> mine is uh, as important it is to like have coworkers that are important, have a job that you really care about. Like your workplace conditions are also very important, and you have to keep those in mind. So, like in the first act, SpongeBob living there it kind of caused a disaster at the Krusty Krab. You know, people were using his underwear to wipe their mouths. It's not again. Could be washing those. I don't know. Can't be sanitary. And then in the second act, like it froze over, but it was also it was also a pool. So like it just had a roll, like you said, kind of roll with it uh, with those kind of workplace conditions. And I think that's something to keep in mind now. And I applaud people who are doing this, like that are actually going back to office works um, right now in the middle of COVID, because like I, it's very trusting of their company to be like, yeah, they are taking COVID seriously and disinfecting everything, mm-hmm. wiping everything down. So. You know, just keep in mind that your your workplace condition is is also very, it's a big thing you have to keep in mind when you're actually working at places. And it's even if it wasn't just COVID, like we we're just talking about restaurants and working at restaurants. Like a lot of people quit restaurant jobs because of how gross it is to be working in a kitchen at like a Taco Bell or a Wendy's, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes where, you know, your co-working, like your co-workers in that environment too. You know? Yeah. It's not just like the physical environment. It's like the emotional environment. Yeah. Too. See? Look, we did it. I'm telling the you. Two experts yeah. pulled beautiful lessons out of this week's episode. <laughs> and I want to thank you so much for listening to this week's episode with us. And if you want to send us anything like comments or suggestions, uh, you can reach out to us on ismazepodcast.com or you can email us at ismazepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all the wonderful social medias. But of course, on Instagram is where we are our spiciest. Spicy. So, yeah. <laughs> also, be sure to share with your friends and your enemies and, you know, listen wherever your podcasts are given to you. You know, if, if it comes from like an old man under a bridge and he says, listen to Ismay's the podcast, here's my Walkman. I have them on tape for some strange reason. Like, go with it. That's just how you get them. Roll with it. That's how that's you get them. What the universe wants. Uh, Plug it into a speaker and let everyone else hear. Exactly. Man, Josh, it's it's freezing in my apartment. It's just going to get worse with Fatima having the AC on probably all winter, I bet. You're going to get hypothermia. Hippowadia? Oh, you don't know what that means? No, I, I've, no I, I've never heard of that oh, in my life. It just means that you're a big, fat crybaby. <laughs> <laughs>